Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, ending a bad interview. Part one. Here we go. This is um, one of the things that managers find so incredibly difficult, and it doesn't need to be, but right. people find it hard. So we do plenty of work to screen candidates, but yet there are still times when candidates fail to meet our standards. And look, at if you said yes to everyone, you wouldn't be a good interviewer, right? We said many times the purpose right. of interviewing mm-hmm. is to say no, is to find reasons to say no. So you can't say yes every time. And to be clear, though, here, there is no way to be so good at screening that the interview is just a formality. Do you think there are managers out there that think that? I think so. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think people think that some screen has been done by HR and there's been a phone screen. And so I like this guy 20 minutes into the interview. You know, why work any harder than this? I'll hire him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... You know, we could be 90% through it. We could be 50% through the interview. And we just know the person failed. Right. I'm not pretty sure about, but we know that this is someone who is not going to get hired. Yeah. We've decided we're not going to hire him. Yeah. Do we go through the rest of the interview and be polite, which is what a lot of managers do? Um, yeah, what do we do? Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is manager tools. We answer those kind of questions. Here we go. The first thing is stop interviewing. Number one, stop interviewing when you've decided not to hire somebody. Frankly, it's also true that stop interviewing when you've decided to hire as well, but that's a whole nother cast. We're going to get into it, but that, that sounds like, oh man, that's, yeah. that sounds like it can hurt somebody's feelings. No, okay. it's, the right, it's absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's if you've decided. If you've almost decided, you're 95% sure, our second point says, at that point, you ask one more hard question. Interviewing is supposed to be hard. And if you're pretty certain you're going to say no to somebody, unless they make a miraculous change, then what you immediately do is ask a very hard question, which usually causes them to be eliminated. Number three, to your point, you do not finish the interview ever. The moment you've decided, now we're back to having decided here. The moment you've decided, the interview's over. We also feel you should cancel other interviews, if there are multiple interviews scheduled that day. Now, this one's a little bit different because it depends on who you are and how many people are interviewing and so on. We'll cover the details here in a minute. But the moment you've decided as a hiring manager that you're not going to hire somebody, it makes no sense to have other interviews continue. None. By the way, there's risk here. We're going to talk about it, but there's absolute risk in continuing to interview after you've made a decision. Just to be clear, what you mean is if uh, somebody's coming in to interview, they interview with you, and there's two or three other interviews with other people scheduled for that day. Right. You're going to cancel those interviews. Right. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then our last point, um, point number five, tell them they're declined. Actually say to them, I've decided not to proceed any further. Now, this is very edgy stuff for many people. And so our our second point of, of point number five recommendation is or not. In other words, if you don't want to, because you don't think you can, because everybody else just doesn't do that, then that's fine. You can do what everybody else does. It's not the most professional thing to do, but you can do it if you like. And we'll explain why when we get to it. 
okay, stop interviewing when you've decided. Like I, I know from an efficiency standpoint, right, it makes total sense. I mean, and lots of managers do this. They, they make the mistake of continuing all interviews until the end, even when they've already decided to say no. And it's, it's obviously inefficient. You know you're going to say no, but you're still talking, still asking questions, still taking time out of your busy calendar, and you're wasting right. your precious resource time. Right. So, right. right. And folks, if you're not going to do this, then don't complain about not having enough time to get the rest of your work done. Right. So I think most folks understand it's inefficient. But you said that it's not only inefficient, it's ineffective. Now, I get the inefficiency thing. Yeah, what's what's really the ineffectiveness is. thing? Yeah. The moment you decide you're not going to hire somebody, you become a lousy interviewer in our experience and you increase your risks and the organization's risks as well. Hmm. Yeah. Look, it's really unlikely that you're so good as an interviewer that you cannot think about it, not care, not willing to make a decision or not willing to really get into the details at all, not listen carefully, and then have the candidate feel they're being interviewed effectively. Okay. You can't do it. You're not so good. A lot of people do, you know, I'm good at this. I can do it, you know, without even thinking about it. They don't know that I've checked out of the interview. Wrong. We've seen it happen a lot. Candidates are turned off by an interviewer being casual, not taking notes. This is, these are the things that managers do, right? Nodding a lot, doing the, the famous, mm-hmm, 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 right? Just going right along. If someone's predisposed to thinking, that you're not going to give them a fair shot for whatever reason, right? If they're predisposed to that, you've just given them more reason to believe that they never had a shot in the first place. Exactly. I can yeah. see that getting into trouble for sure. Yeah. The reason managers are willing to do this is because they feel completely con in control in an interview. And to a degree, they're right. As the manager, as the interviewer, you are in control of the interview. But being in control which you always are, and being effective or being professional are two different things. And simply because you think of, I've done it a lot, doesn't mean that control is excellence. It's not. What happens often in this situation is you give an easy interview and look, think about it. I mean, you're saying, oh, Mark, I wouldn't be easy. I disagree. Think about it. Why would you challenge an answer as being less than complete which, by the way, from the candidate's perspective, is an example of a tough interview. They give an answer and it gets challenged and they want more detail. Okay. Why would you challenge an answer as being less than complete if you already know you're going to say no? Yeah. Conducting a good interview is hard work. And if you've already yeah, decided exactly. you're going to say no, why would you put that effort in there? Yeah. And if you're not putting in the effort and it seems to be going well, then think about it. The candidate is going to get the impression that they nailed the interview. Okay. If you give an easy interview and the candidate thinks she hit a home run, now that candidate is the one who gets irritated that it takes forever to hear and or, you know, you don't return phone calls or emails or whatever. And imagine the candidate. The interview was cake. Super easy, he tells his friends right? Why wouldn't they call back? What is up with them? And by the way, they're not going to say, oh, he clearly checked out. It wasn't an actual interview. 
I must not have done that well. Nobody ever says that. They don't think, oh, he must have decided to not hire me and then just gave me a super easy interview. People say, no, I was on that day. Every question he threw at me, I handled. It was easy. It was a lot of nodding heads and smiling. Clearly, everything went great. Right. And so the one person that you're not only most likely to say no to, that you will say no to, (laughs) might be the one that walks away thinking they did the best. Talk about setting bad expectations. And so when you say no, one, a lot of folks don't communicate the no and take a long time and irritates the interviewee. But when they do say no, the interviewee is surprised. Yeah, exactly. Ah, That's not good. And they get frustrated and, you know, they think of your firm as being dismissive, as arrogant after they really worked hard to prepare and they gave you a good interview, right? On the other hand, you give a hard, hard interview, candidates get it. They know that they may not have done well. Easy interviews, though. They assume it's a lock. If you decide to say no, can get pushback. Really disappoints people. Now, look, the second reason is is easily missed by a lot of managers. When you keep asking questions after you've made up your mind, you run the risk of asking an ill-conceived question or making an ill-conceived comment. Okay? You're in a relaxed state and you end up commenting on something and in a way that's unprofessional. You're not in it anymore. You've taken the edge off. You're not thinking about risks and what your role is and what you're trying to do and so on. Or the candidate believes after you've already said no and there's no possible value in making a hire, the candidate believes that you have done something actionable. In other words, they think they might sue you. And now you're in trouble. And trouble that never would have happened had you ended the interview, which was completely reasonable in light of the fact that you decided to say no. Mm. It's amazing. And, and look, put the shoe on the other foot for a second, folks. Think about this for a second. Suppose somebody was interviewing you in 15 minutes into an hour-long interview. They had decided you're just not a fit for them. The skills aren't right. You're a fine person. They like you well enough, but you're not right. And they're not going to hire you under any circumstances. Okay. Now, if you're an interviewee, most people say at this point, Mike, they say, well, I don't want them to decide. I want to have more time. I want to have more time. Fine. We, we respect that. We know. That's not the question we're asking you, okay? Because if you were an interviewer, you don't want to be obligated to have an hour and a half long interview if you know in 20 minutes this person's not right. You interviewed somebody as a favor and you know that they're no, there's no way they're right and you don't think you, just, you, they, uh, you owe them another hour, hour and 15 minutes. You certainly don't owe them interviewing practice. So think about it. You're a candidate. You know they don't owe you another hour of interviewing. Do you really think it's wrong for them to end the interview the moment they've decided this is not a fit? Do you want them to continue asking questions that have no value, no meaning, no relevance at all? That you just want them to go through the charade of acting as if they're interested? That's what I I, want. I I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, 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 right. So, when you've decided, decided now, made up your mind, clear and certain, that you're not going to hire somebody, you stop interviewing them right then and there. Okay. Well, it's it's never... Well, no, never. Sometimes, actually, I shouldn't say that because sometimes it is really that easy. <laughs> Oftentimes it is. But sometimes it's not 
quite as easy as that. What if I'm close? You know, I'm 90% certain, I'm 80% certain, and I'm not quite ready to say no. What do I do then? Give me the edge case. You're in the professionally phrased state of mind called not really sure yet. (laughs) Is that the technical, you managerial consultant guys call that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty darn sure that I'm not going to hire. Pretty darn sure. Yeah. Look, this is easy. And I'm going to take a minute and sort of give you a the rationale for hard interviewing here for a minute, but it's worth understanding. And it comes out of this scenario. Exactly. And that's why we say when you're almost certain, ask one more hard question in order to become certain in order to get more reason to say no. Okay. And this all springs from our guidance about interviewing people. The purpose of interviews is to say no. Okay. And when you keep that purpose in mind, this moment becomes very easy to deal with that almost certainly not going to hire this person. And I'm in an interview. The purpose of the interview is to say, no, what behavior should I engage in? Unfortunately, most managers do just the opposite. Okay. What most managers do is soften the interview at the point where they're pretty certain they're going to say no. Now, look, we understand the emotional case that some people have made to us. I don't want to be too hard on them. You never know. We'll talk about that in a second, okay? But look, it violates the fundamental principle of the interview, saying no, if when things get tough, you're going to decide you're going to lighten up. Think of it this way. In, In any given interview, you have two choices. When you are interviewing somebody, you have a behavior to make it harder or make it easier. Okay, those are the two choices you always have. And I had somebody once say, well, I don't know what's easy and what's hard. I said, well, you're never going to be a good interviewer then. You know, if I ask you, hey, just take a few minutes and give me a brief overview, touch on the highlights. That's a very different question than give me an example of a specific blah, 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 doing this, doing that with background in this, this, and this. Okay. One takes a couple of minutes and one takes four or five and requires detailed analysis and a, and a narrative and so on and practice and preparation. So, Okay couple of possibilities here. When someone is doing well in an interview, should we at that point make it easier or harder? And the answer is harder, of course. If we make it easier, we're essentially giving in, giving up on the interview. We might as well stop. If they're doing well and we decide, well, we're going to make it easier, it's like, well, let's just make it so that you know, the last 50 yards, they're running a 200-yard dash or something or 200-meter run, but eh, the last 50, let's just move the tape up 50 meters. Doesn't make any sense to me, um, particularly when the whole point of, you know, of of interviewing is to set the bar high and to say no. Uh, Look, I, I have to tell you, if somebody's doing well and then you make it easy for them to get across the finish line, I believe you run the risk of wondering how they would have handled more stress and toughness in that interview. I really do. And now, look, look, folks, just to be clear, um, this is manager tools. Remember, toughness and stress in the manager tools interviewing model or guidance is not rudeness. It's not scare tactics. It's not misleading questions or questions with no right answers or fake games that you're playing designed just to stress people out just to see how they handle it. No funny gambits designed to force poor choices in the interview. You can remain at all times 
a kind person, a lady, a gentleman, and still give great, tough interviews. Okay, so when we say tough, we don't mean rude. We don't mean forceful. We don't mean stressful, although the candidate will feel stressed. You try to have a non-stress. You try to have a stress-free interview, you might as well not even bother. It's not going to happen because you don't control your candidate's stress. They do, and it's almost always way higher than it should be. Look, if we make it harder and our candidate who is quite quite good so far, right? If that candidate does well when we make it harder, that totally redoubles our belief that we have a potential hire. If they stumble, again, we have to remember our purpose, right? We have to say at that point, ah, okay, wait a minute. Maybe I wasn't right earlier. Maybe I was being too easy on him. Maybe I liked him in the first five minutes and I've been going soft on him. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, wow, this person's awesome. Wait, going to get harder for just a second here. Want to make sure that they're as good as I think they are. If in fact, they're not doing well, you can say, okay, I wasn't really right. The weaknesses I maybe missed earlier are starting to come out here. I better continue to be tough to make sure there aren't too many of them. So if you make it easy on a good candidate, you may not ever know whether they're good enough or not. If you make it harder on a good candidate, you're going to, one of two things is going to be true. Either they're going to start to rule themselves out or you're really going to start to be certain. Okay. You're going to get very close. But the same is true at the other end of the spectrum. If you have a struggling candidate, if at some point in the interview, as we see that they're struggling, we think it's advisable to go easy on them, what's going to happen? Well, heck, everybody knows what's going to happen. Their performance is going to seem to improve. They're going to go, wow, you know, I'm, I'm suddenly doing better now. I wasn't really certain, but now things will be getting better. We'll find them not so bad after all, okay? And what's going to happen is we ease up on them. They start to get better. We say, okay, let's make it harder again. Looking for thin spots, probing a little bit more. And suddenly they start to descend again. You know, they're going to stumble again, and then we cause them to go easy again. You got to see this doesn't work. You end up oscillating between almost saying no and they're doing okay. You're going to spend a whole bunch of time. The only way to be certain is to make it harder. And if they don't get worse, but in fact they get better, you may go back and say, wait a minute, maybe my first thought was wrong. Look, if they're struggling and we make things challenging at that moment, two things are going to happen. Again, most likely they're going to fail, right? We wish it weren't true, but if you have a bunch of data suggesting it's likely, okay, this is good to know then. We're getting our certainty, right? And then we go back to rule number one, which means we stop interviewing. If, however, we make things harder and they succeed quite well, well, now we have a different situation. Now, perhaps we have to examine those earlier thoughts and recognize that maybe those earlier thoughts were misapprehensions. They weren't accurate. And maybe we have somebody who's better than we realized. And maybe we ought to continue asking tough questions and see whether or not they're really that good. I'm just thinking about how important it is that folks really get that the purpose of the interview is to find a reason to say no. If you don't get that, our psychology just works. It just works against us, right? Somebody's struggling and there's just, it's human nature to want to load up exactly. a little bit, to be nice, to, to make them feel more at ease and throw them softball questions. And what you do is you end up with an interview that's maybe more pleasant for the interviewee is less effective, right? You don't spread the field nearly as much. And that's what you're trying to do. 
Yeah, spread the field. Exactly. Right. Well, a boss of mine once told me, Mark, interviewing is never about the person you're interviewing. It's always about the analysis between their skills and abilities and traits and characteristics and the role and the future you have in mind for them. It's an analytical exercise. The only time interviewing becomes about the person, okay? And the reason he said this, by the way, is to take the person out of it for a short period of time so we can be analytical and be clear and be true to the facts rather than be nice to the person. He said the only time it becomes about the person is when you know that you're going to give them a yes or a no. At that point, it becomes all about the person and treating the person with respect and dignity. Up until then, it's about determining, do we have a fit? It's not about making them feel good. It's not about helping them understand. It's not about letting them down easy. It's making an analytical decision, the most important decision a manager makes. So we're at a point in this interview, this hypothetical interview we've been talking about, we think it's very likely that the candidate is not a good fit. We're not certain, but we're very close to it. So what we do is make sure our decision is valid. We make the interviewer tough, the interview tougher, and we ask a hard question. That's how you make interviews tougher at any given moment, folks, is you ask a hard question. Okay, but which hard question? Give me some help there. Well, I don't know. Just yell at them when you ask. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Sorry. Bad joke. That's what we have managed to believe is that a hard interview is yelling and screaming. Yeah, at the just candidate. yelling. Listen, you, <laughs> I've got a tough question for you. While you're talking, I'm going to be spitting nails at you. Good luck. There you go. See if you can answer and dodge bullets. No, it's easy. Ask yourself, folks, what type of question would you ask that typically causes most people to fail most often? And the answer is easy. It's a behavioral interviewing question, okay, which we've talked about many, many times. And what's more it's one that relates to the core skills of the job, the most important part of the job. Now, it's easiest to say that if the candidate is weak in that area. But I want to be clear. We'll come back to this. It's not necessary, folks. We don't ask a question where we think they're weak. We ask a behavioral interviewing question about the core skills of the job. Okay. And we ask it precisely. Of course, all smart interviewing managers do that. They don't throw out a question. They ask a precise question that demands a precise answer. We also recommend, depending upon the job, using unique modifier words in the question during the qualification of a skill or a result that we're looking for. Here's how it would sound. Tell me about a time where you accomplished a particularly difficult objective using team building skills and how this example was especially valuable to the entire organization. Notice, I didn't just say, tell me about a time where you accomplished an objective using team building skills and how this example was valuable. I said a particularly difficult objective, especially valuable to the entire organization. We want to use modifier adjective words designed to make it clear that we want their very best answer. By the way, if they've already given what they think is their very best answer, and they probably have in the beginning, they're going to be stumped. 
and they're not going to like the pause that they go through, and that'll work to your favor. We want them thinking in advance in this last question that they didn't do brilliantly. Once you ask the question, take lots of notes and ask lots of probing questions. Ask for details, ask for more details, ask for yet still more details. Ask for more clarification about the whys of every step of the process that they went through. Ask for the results. And then if you can, ask why those results are so valuable, how they determine that it's as valuable as that they say it is. And we're recommending that you make the asking of the question, their answer and all your probing and making them back over something and say it again so you can write it down and so on. We recommend this take seven to 10 minutes. That's going to feel tough. Yeah. There's no candidate who's not going to think that was a tough question. Okay. Now, mind you, if you've been asking scripted questions, particularly if you use the, the effective uh, or the interview creation tool, which gives you awesome questions. Uh, if you're an individual licensee, it's free. If you're not, you have to become a licensee to get it. But if you use our interview creation tool, the questions are written there for you specifically. And in fact, the first time I ever used the interview creation tool and the idea of a tough interview, interview question toward the end, I actually had one question circled and wrote the modifier words in. And if somebody was doing poorly, I asked it with the modifiers in to make sure that it was going to be very hard to get a good answer from them. And look, again, it's a tough question. And most candidates are going to do poorly with this question especially when we interject and interject and probe and probe and probe. And that helps us be able to feel confident about saying no. It's simple as that. We want them to go, wow, I didn't do that as well as I could have. That makes it much easier than if we're mailing it in and they think, wow, I nailed that interview only to find out later. Nobody's even calling them back. Now, look, you might say to us, okay, guys, yeah, all right. But what if this person is just fantastic in the core skills, right? I want to rule him out for something else, right? Perhaps he's arrogant. He's not a team player or something like that. That's a fair question. It's a, it's a good challenge to this approach. Sounds like a lot of risk to me, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've tried that. Okay. There's a big, big, big risk. Okay. We found that managers who ask a question which they want to use to disqualify somebody they ask it with extra emphasis, okay? They ask it in much the same way that we do, designed to say this is important. And usually that means it's clear to the candidate that it's, it's a, if you'll pardon the expression, a particularly important question to the manager. But if you ask a question that you haven't prepared to hear an answer for. In other words, it's not a behavioral interviewing question. You throw it away, throw it together off the top of your head and you don't know what the right answer is. What happens if they totally nail that answer? <laughs> yeah. Good. Now, Perfect. if anything, this moment is going to come back in their memory as a highlight. It's certainly not going to be a smoking gun for you that, well, you didn't do well on my tough question. Yeah, so this is going to be on the highlight the reel, at least as far as they're concerned, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ask behavioral questions to make it hard, a really hard one, because they're the easiest to make difficult, because we can do so by elevating their significance, by asking the probing questions, and by interrupting frequently. 
generally in a declination, it's easier to use a core skill as a primary factor. Now, I know you're saying, well, I'm interviewing a guy and his core skills are really good. Yes, that's okay. Recognize there's a difference between his core skills being okay and him thinking he did well handling a tough question about the core skill. Again, if you think somebody's arrogant and you ask a question, and particularly if it's around the soft skills, and you haven't thought through the precise question you're going to ask them, and they nail it, you're now worse off than you were before. Because now you thought that was going to be the thing that would get them get you to know. They feel like they did well, and it didn't get you to know. And I guarantee you what you'll do at that point is go right back to the interviewing to the, to the, well, if, you, if you're an individual licensee, the interview creation tool, right? And you'll read the next question and you'll make it hard. And then you'll realize I should have done that five minutes ago. Right. Don't do it. Don't hand them a little gift toward the end of the interview that you don't know what, and, and they get lucky. They get lucky. But look, you can't tell me folks that, that there aren't people in the world who've been hired because they went through a 45 minute interview and they got lucky six, seven times. It happens. It's rare, but it happens. And then those managers realize, wow, I don't know what happened to this guy, but he's terrible in person. He was great in the interview. Well, you got lucky for 45 minutes or an hour. You only asked him five or six questions. You talked too much. And every single one of the questions he had enough of an answer to that he was able to get away with not really being good enough, but you hired him. You don't want that. You don't want somebody being lucky. The way to avoid luck is to make things tough. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.